0: Welcome to episode three of the Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast and we've got an excellent studio guest uh, this week. I'm uh, very, very excited about this week's guest. Um, he's a writer, he's a broadcaster, he is an after speaker but you'll know him best as match day announcer. Uh, welcome to the show, Jeremy Nicholas. Goal for West Ham scored by Paolo de oh, Sounds so good to hear that again. Yeah. And also joining us this week is James Longman. Yeah, what's up? As always, an upset and welcome after Jeremy's <laughs> <laughs> big up. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you go from that? Um, I so- can speak
1: at dinner. Not, not very
0: well. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk to Jeremy about uh, his rich history as match Matchday announcer so in his be I'm so excited about that conversation we were about to have. Um, but on, unfortunately, on a downer, we're also going to talk about the Stoke result. On oh. um, well, a more downer, we're going to talk about the transfer window. Well, um, well okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want, to, don't want to set out the tone just yet. Um, but we're also, we're going to talk to the mysterious editor of uh, Knees at Mother Brown, Graham Hallett's going to be on the phone. and We'll be talking about the uh, transfer deadline and how he thought it went. Um, Alo Diarra is out for the season we're going to do the sports story of the week too which is this week is people in the background of Sky Sports News on transfer deadline Uh, finally the international break no West Ham players in the England team what does that mean? Um, but let's go back to the start as I said and and just discuss that Stoke result Uh, Jeremy um, Mm. it was 1-0 we lost was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you had to read out goal scored by Jermaine Pennant. Um, yeah. Very quietly. I always do the away teams very quietly. Yeah. Goal
2: scored, <laughs> scored by Jermaine Pennant. <laughs> yeah. Really sort of quite annoyed about it. Jermaine <laughs> Pennant. Yeah. yeah.
0: You can tell, and I like that. I like that touch. <laughs>
2: yeah, because it how annoying to go to a game and the announcer says, "goal oh, for Stokes for by Penn You'd be furious, wouldn't you? Yeah. So we're just talking
1: about uh, where you're sat. Mm. You know, so yeah. you're sat five, five rows back, right?
2: Five rows... Uh, uh, yeah, six rows back. So Five rows behind Sam. So the way the dugout works, you've got four mm. rows of comfy sort of airline-type seats right. yeah. for the the players because they've you know they're very expensive people and they need cushioning mm. and then there there's another four rows of very hard seats and I'm I'm not an expensive player so I don't need a, a comfort <laughs> se- <a comfy laughs> seat I don't need any kind of comfort at all so I'm on the second row of the hard seats so just behind I sit just behind Tim Diath who used to be the club chef but yes. now is the player liaison oh but right but still the England chef yeah and um oh, wow. sit just behind him but next to the tunnel because I need to be able to talk to the fourth official and the stewards to find out the substitutions mm. right Mm. And
1: do you, are you? Have you got a handheld mic?
2: Is that you kind of switch yourself on when you, when yeah. you read out results? I turn myself on during the game. <laughs> 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 I've got two. I've got. Um mic one and mic two curiously as the, they're not very exciting names but we I, I, <laughs> I usually, long hard about that. usually use mic one um yeah. unless it's unless the battery's going and then i switch to mic two
0: if that was me if i was in that position i i would worry that i'd just grab the mic and shout fuck off like do you ever think <laughs> oh, i'll do <laughs> do you ever think about the worst thing you could do well, That's I don't nice. ever swear in real life, just in case. Yes. It'd
1: be tempting when they're about to score. Yeah. Yeah. Boo! Yeah.
2: <laughs> There was one time when I announced the fourth official as indicated at least three added minutes just as the ball was coming across for a corner which we were defending mm. and which we messed up and the other team scored uh. and after the game this man came out the crowd and he went you did it again you did it again they added minutes just as the ball and our lot can't how can they concentrate if you're doing that you do it every time every time you do it and I thought well, I don't think I've ever ever done it before and I've been doing it 16 seasons now. I thought, I don't think I've ever done that before every yeah. time you do it I thought, well, so we always concede a goal just exactly yeah. on the stroke of ninety minutes <laughs> you nutter. Uh, so anyway, since then I had a chat with someone at the club and said, What should I do then if that's that as they said because you are meant to do it as right. he holds it up. Right. Okay. And and if you don't say it, the, the fourth official turns around and looks at you like, What are you doing? I'm gonna put this in my match yeah. report. But we've had a bit of an understanding that it's better not to concede a goal, so better to do it a little bit later and get a fine for not doing it right.
0: right. Oh, I so that's right. Okay. Probably shouldn't have mentioned
2: yes. that. was <laughs> just uh, thinking, oh, oh god what have we done. <laughs> that's West Ham tactics. Though. Yeah, it's blown. It's got that's the season gone. <laughs> no, but was, who's was that who is that referee that real plonk Graham Paul? Mm. He's, re- he's retired now. And I once when I I used to be up in the box away to the right. Now I sit mm-hmm. down in the dugout. Since Pardew I've been in the dugout, but in the in the grey dark years of Glen Roeder I was yeah. up in that box away to the right where the scoreboard is. Right. And Graham Paul was the fourth official and they hold it up like that, don't they think. Yeah. And they're meant yep. to turn like that to show it to the end as well. But he didn't, he just showed it to the east stand and the west stand behind him. And I'm saying the fourth official is indicate. well, I can't actually see why he's indicating. <laughs> could you just turn it to the right could it No, he's not going to <laughs> Well you can all probably see for yourselves. And Graham Pole put it in his matropy. Really? Yes. You mocked him. I mocked him. And then, oh, then what wow. does that mean?
1: We could get. Does the club then get fined? Is that how it, it works? just
2: means he's a bit of an idiot. <laughs> I don't think you get fined for that. But yeah. yeah, It goes into his report. And then rapport. I got ticked off by the stadium manager saying, can you not do that again, Jeremy? I mean, he didn't turn it around. Yes, I know, but two wrongs don't make a right. I don't care whose fault it is. Will you and Graham both see me
0: afterwards? Um, what's your relationship like with opposition managers as well? Do you, have, do you have, ever have much kind of interaction with them? Um,
2: well, if I know them, I'll go and have yeah. a chat with them. So Ian Holloway, I've worked with quite a right. lot at corporate events, mm. and uh, so always have a chat with Ollie. Uh, Harry Redknapp, always have a chat with him because he was yeah. my first ever manager. Of course, yeah. Um, I'm on my seventh West Ham manager now. Right. Um, eight, if you count Glenn Rhoda. <laughs> 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 you thought I was going to say Trevor Brooking? I was. Yeah. You got me. It's a well rehearsed after dinner line. <laughs> um, because I thought Rhoda was just useless. <laughs> but that's for another yeah. day. That's for another day. What was the question? Do well, I have
0: well your kind of relationship with that opposition managers yeah. like Mick you... McCarthy? he's always
2: really good you you can probably work out who are the the decent ones because they're the ones that come across as normal and and like football and then there's the the ones that are the prima donnas that you Mm. don't want to have
0: anything to do with and because uh, you're, you're right in the dugout, you must mm. hear everything that goes on. I mean, how interesting is it? Like, exactly, what do you, hear, what was interesting for you when you first uh,
2: Fergie, whenever Fergie was there for Manchester United, mm. there was one bloke who would always shout out in a really loud voice, "Oi, tagger, sit down!" <laughs> 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 and that used to make me laugh. And sometimes we'd be playing Manchester, United yeah. you know, it'd be twenty minutes in, and I was thinking, oh that bloke, that bloke's not here." And then, and then he'd suddenly do the line <laughs> <laughs> And Mick McCarthy, because he's got that really bent nose, hasn't yeah, he, yeah Mike, horrific, been, yeah. like he's obviously headed a few balls with his nose and um, the referee was giving a few dodgy decisions Wolves way when we played Wolves Mm. and someone shouted out Oi McCarthy, the referee's as bent as your nose (laughs) and McCarthy turned around and said your wife likes it (laughs) and everyone around them just applauded
0: yes, the wife started clapping
1: it do they generally get get a lot of abuse the opposition managers Yeah, is it? Mm.
2: yeah they do. Uh, well, it depends who they are. You know, if um, if it's a likable person, then they, they usually get away with it. Mm. But if they're up moaning all the time and shouting at the fourth official, they'll you know sit down this and then and then the swearing will start. Mm. But uh, it's mainly from
0: the fans, not not often from our bench. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting behind the dugout in like '93, and it was Gary Megson who was managing Norwich. And I remember. I was just so shocked at his language like mm. it was horrific it was so like vitriolic mm. is there any managers who have really who seem composed who, who, who aren't most managers swear and, yeah. right, and rightly so yeah.
2: it's the working yeah, man's sure. game isn't yeah, it? you know sure. you haven't come to the opera you know and yeah. I know that there's kids there and some people are like if it's kids yeah. for a quid oh you shouldn't swear oh for heaven's sake great. You know, they <laughs> for heaven's sake you almost swore yeah. then yourself for heaven's That's... sake good lord
0: whatever next yeah. you know swearing's yeah. part of the game they'd hear worse than that at school don't they yeah, yeah. yeah. so i so have kind of sticking with manage, the mm. theme of managers you've, got, you've yeah. worked under 8 as you say um so a quick word on each one. So if we kick off with Harry Redknapp, what was Harry Redknapp like? To, Salt to, of the to, earth. Uh, yeah,
2: lovely bloke. Diamond geezer. Mm. Proper East End
0: boy. Played
2: for West Ham. Um, yeah. I loved him when he played for us, and then he was great, a great manager. A mm. uh, little bit dodgy. You always know he's a little bit of a gee. You know yeah. what's what's he up to? But I really liked him. I always chat to him, and he's yeah, he's a proper bloke.
0: Uh, your favourite West Ham manager you've worked with?
2: Favourite one. Up yeah, is he, is, he,
0: is he up there? No,
2: no, favourite would be Alan Kirbyshley.
0: OK. Yeah. Com- uh, let, let's let's go yeah. linear. You've jumped right ahead. So after we had Glenn
2: Roder after that. Glenn Roder, just useless. <laughs> just I don't know how he got the job. All I can yeah. assume is that Harry went in and had his row with Terry Brown, the chairman, and Glenn, was, was he like youth coach or something? He yeah. must have just been stood in the corridor and they went, can you do this for a bit? because I can't honestly yeah. think how the bloke got to be the manager otherwise yeah. he was totally useless and he he could you know obviously Paolo Di Canio undermined him mm. but rightly so <laughs>
3: <laughs> Paolo Di Canio is a genius and he had this bloke coaching him and he yeah. just must have thought no no but I can't have this no it's not possible I
2: can't work with you no and so uh, you know i I suppose really at the time it was wrong that Palo did it but looking back on it you know for heaven's sake and he got relegated and you know and then we kept him on because he, he um, was ill but um, I was glad to see him go and also when he came back he, he came back with another club um and he, he, the West Ham fans gave him some stick and he made a gesture to the fans Newcastle yeah with Newcastle yeah. he came back to Newcastle and he made a gesture to our fans which I didn't like and afterwards in the press lounge he denied making that gesture and I sat there really? and nearly put my hand up and went but I saw you do it yeah. But I thought yeah. that, that'll just embarrass the club. So, what I'll do is I'll wait till I'm invited to On the Knees Up Mother Brown podcast and then mention <laughs> 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 Yeah, exclusive. And exclusive. Then, and then Glenn will see who's got the upper hand. But
1: <laughs> well, well, he's a massive fan. There's uh, My friend always <laughs> says about when he, when he went to West Ham Museum <laughs> and they had, uh, when Rhoda was manager, and after he had been manager actually, oh, and they had a, I know, a hologram gonna gonna yeah of a Glenn Rhoda head. It mm, was like a body of yeah. Glenn Rhoda's head on there mm. It was like. Welcome to, to West Ham h- 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 Museum.
0: T- they had two of those ah. holographic robots. The one was Glenn Rhoda, The other one was David Essex, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was talking about the West Ham way. But it was just proper spooky and weird and just slightly shit, a bit like what's <laughs> that? Sometimes I don't
1: have a robot. Can't <laughs> yeah, like, robot even Essex. less charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, is more charisma? Than no, it was, it was an authentic representation
0: of Roeder. No charisma. No emotion. <laughs> Were they Uh, trying to create a perfect being? Were they with David
3: Essex's
2: body and Glenn Rhoda's head? (laughs) The Uh, future. David Essex, my first ever game as West Ham announcer, yeah. was away at Sheffield Wednesday at Hillsborough. Mm. And I sat next to David Essex because the club had given me a free ticket to welcome me as the announcer. I sat next to David Essex and he gave me pick and mix all through the game with his two twin boys. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, this is just, I'm living the dream here. <laughs> <laughs> living the dream. I would have it. thought I'd be sat yeah. here with David Essex yeah. eating pick and mix. And it was, as much, it. It was yeah. as much pick and mix as you wanted, but the twins never offered it to me. Like, yeah. they were, they were, I don't know, they were about 12. And David would go, Off, offer Jeremy some. Oh, is fantastic, <laughs> Shea Guevara's making kids give me sweets, and next week I'm making my debut for West Ham against Man United.
0: <laughs> um, so after Rhoda we had uh, Brooking for a little bit. What, what yeah, was your experience? With fantastic, Brookings? Just, yeah. yeah, Just he went to my old school, so yeah. but
2: uh, I didn't know him because I'm a lot younger than him. Yes. I'll say that <laughs> yes. to some people. Like, oh, was he in your class? No, <laughs> surely I look quite a, bit, you. <laughs> quite a bit younger than Trevor Brooking. But my first day at big school, and they said yeah. Trevor Brooking was in one P. Wow! And suddenly we we looked down on one Q and one R and one mm. S and thought we are in Trevor Brooking's class. Wow. Right. So yeah, he was just fantastic. He just said, "Just keep doing what you want to like what you're doing." He didn't yeah. he didn't interfere. Brilliant. Some managers interfere.
0: Well, P- Alan Pardew followed. Uh, Alan Pardew followed. Trevor followed Trevor Glenn roder yeah. He liked to interfere. Right? Oh, he
2: just wanted to do everything. He wanted the the net, the goal nets changing, the mm. pitch mowing a different way. He wanted to design all the t-shirts in the shops, all the slogans, you know, yeah. all of that. And he he said to me. Um, you now I've had a very close relationship with the announcer at Reading, and I want you to come to my uh, manager's room before every game, and you know we'll work on your patois. He did not. <laughs> he said patois. And no. I obviously <laughs> thought you, you've mistaken me for some kind of barrow boy or something. I think <laughs> no, no, patois. <laughs> I said what? What's that? You know, you know, how, how are you going to get the crowd going? I went yeah. well. To be honest, um, Alan, they usually get themselves going because West Ham fans don't really like being told what to do. Yeah. So if you tell them get behind the team, they'll fold their arms and go, we'll do what we want. Mm. And, you know, when I was a season ticket holder in the West Ham, that's what I would do. I don't want mm. someone, someone shouting at you, saying, come on, do this, yeah. do that, yep. which is a very Reading it's way of doing Smith. it. Oh, we used to do that at Reading, and I want you to play music after goals. No, we're not going to do that. No, yeah. we, we did that at Reading. They loved it. And I went, well, to be honest, it's that's Reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Isn't it? Exactly. That's not yeah. the West Ham way. So you've yeah. got five generations of fans, or sometimes be it a game. Yeah. You can't suddenly play music after goals. Well, I want to yeah. do that. And I, went, mm. and I just said no. Wow. And, and fortunately... He, you know, we didn't have to do that. I think he checked it out with a few other people who also. Right. Paul Al- Paul no. Aldridge, I think. Oh, real time he And said... he said he just said no. Yeah. Well, Paul's West Ham fan, so. Yeah. You know, he he said no to that. But part, one thing, Pardew wanted me to do. He'd just come back from Sea World in Florida. Right. On a on a holiday. And, uh, <laughs> classy, such
0: a classy man. Classy
2: venue, and he'd seen the whales and the dolphins doing their tricks in the pool. And he said, and what they do, Jeremy, what they do is brilliant. And I want to do this at West Ham. Next home, game. I want to do this. They have this camera and it whizzes about and then it zooms in on someone in the crowd and it's an adult. And then it zooms in on somebody else and it's a kid. And then those mm. two go head to head in a quiz. And what it is, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. You could see, honestly, he was so, <laughs> so excited thused. telling me about this. And this, he was telling me about this 15 minutes before kickoff in a cup match. And it was a really cold night and I had all my warm weather gear on and we were in the Sky interview room mm. and the, and Sue Page, who was the commercial manager, we were in there and he closed the door and it was boiling because I had all my outside clothes on. I want to do this. And, he, and for 15 minutes he enthused about this quiz. Now, the premise was I would say, right, here's three question, Here's you know, your question. It's multiple choice, three mm. answers. The answer is either one, two or three. And you hold up the number of fingers depending on what the answer is. Mm. He says, it's brilliant. The adult never gets it. And then the kids' one's really easy. They win it. The crowd goes mad. And I said, yeah, but the thing is, Alan, West Ham fans, if the answer's one, they will hold up the middle finger. Oh, yeah. If it's two, they will hold up two fingers. Let's just hope the answer's three. No, 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 they didn't do that in Florida. Yeah. And I mean, no, because Americans... Sea world, Alan! Well, yeah, they're all on holiday. And Americans love being on telly, don't they? Mm. And they behave themselves. But in England, the culture is, like you saw on Sky Sports News with Transfer Deadline Day, mm. there's a camera. Hey, let's be naughty <laughs> in the back. So even, yeah. if the pers- even if the kids you go in on, his mates are going to be in the background doing yeah. all that, aren't they? Yeah. So." In the end, we lied to Al- to Alan Pardew. Mm. I will admit that. We lied to him. <laughs> me, me and Sue Page, we put our heads together and we lied and said, we don't have a camera that can go in just on one person. The closest it will go in is on 16 people. So right. it wouldn't really work, unfortunately, Alan. We'd love to do it. it sounds brilliant. Oh,
0: such a shash, but shame. But we can't. Alan. Oh,
2: we've, and we looked all disappointed and he went, well, that is a shame.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what, what would we have done with a hammer X? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so that was pards. Yeah. And then after pards we had uh Curbischie. Curbischie, yeah. So he so why Curbs. was he your favourite? Why was Because he just um
2: he just would talk to me like a normal person and he'd let me get on with my side of it and say, you know, he wouldn't try and tell me what music to play, mm. he didn't have ideas on whipping the crowd up. He, yeah. he all his family were West Ham fans, so he used to really feel the pressure and he'd say to me, you know, Yeah, it's, we we need the crowd today, but you know, don't don't build it up too much, don't because mm. you know and he, he just knew, he, he felt like he was one of us, a bit like Harry, but he just was a lovely man. Yeah,
0: yeah. West Ham through three.
2: Yeah, I know, I know he's not everyone's favourite manager because mm. the football wasn't that exciting under him. But, you know, he used to build from the back and make sure we got the points by Christmas and then hang on, didn't he? Yeah. That, that yeah. was the philosophy. Yeah. But on a personal, professional, dealing with level, spot on bloke. And mm. you've only got to look at where Charlton are now compared yeah. to when he left.
0: So towards the end of his tenure, obviously we mm. started running into financial problems. How yeah. aware were you of, of the problems at the time?
2: Uh, I don't think I was really.
0: Yeah, no, I
2: don't. I don't really get involved
0: at that level. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So after Kirbychley, we had uh, Jean disappointing Frank. answer. Yeah, <laughs> that's not going to make it past the edit. Um, <laughs> do you
1: know that do managers have a sense that their times coming coming to an mm.
2: end?
0: That's a good question.
2: What, like a sort of Grim Reaper appears yeah. outside the door? <laughs> yeah, you just see uh, Alan, with
0: Brown appear. <laughs> yeah, you look like, up look. and see Joe Kinnear in the director's yeah. box.
1: I just wonder if a it, if it's, if it's feeling around a club is that, you know, it's not going like, mm. to... I always find the arrogance of the managers. Mm. Like, I thought Rhoda was an arrogant man, and I'd never met mm. him. So that's yeah. based on how he behaved mm. when we were so poor. And like, Avram Grant was an arrogant, arrogant man because he had a chance to go, obviously they're not going to go into business, his mm. money, his wages... Mm. But you always think, do they know it's a sinking ship or do they believe they can still save it? That's why I was fascinated by Avram mm-hmm. Grant. Did he still believe? He probably believed in the last game we could still save it <laughs> though we'd been relegated yeah. to before.
2: Yeah, I don't know with Avram Grant. It was hard to know what he was thinking, really. Mm. He just showed no expression at all, did he? Mm. Um, he, I think he delegated too much to, to other people. I mean, he wasn't hands-on at all in the training. Yeah. He often, If it was cold, he would often sit. Uh, indoors in a little hut thing and they uh, <laughs> really and they they uh, they cut oh, a hole in for him to yeah. look through so he could keep warm
0: yeah wow that's probably.
2: not you know And to be honest like a Bond villain what would you think yeah like what would you think if you are a player and you heard that yeah. Yeah. He's like, so where's Avram oh he's, he's just keeping warm yeah anyway lads come on up, <laughs> up and down you'd, you'd be furious yeah. I you? heard
0: I heard that he's very distant I heard a story about them. didn't they go La Manga or something like that and they all went there to get out of the country and train and he just disappeared like we went to the massage, yeah. But yeah, he, uh, he went off <laughs> allegedly somewhere, and all the players were aware of this, but he just wasn't there. I what was your relationship like with Avram Grant? Did he have anything? To I say didn't to really him? have a relationship really? with him. I used to
2: say hello to him, and he'd say, "You know, I'd say we're all behind you, Avram." And I kind of thought I bent it, <laughs> but towards the end, <laughs> You're we trying weren't. To tell yourself. Well, you know, I, you know, he used to look so fed up when we were yeah. really struggling towards the end, and I said, "We're we're still all behind you, Avram," mm. you know, because I thought he looked like he. would I almost felt like I had to motivate him. You know? <laughs> I thought, Come on, mate. The crowd are the making a lot today. of noise. But maybe I should, you know, usually the manager, Sam yeah. Pardews Day, he'd try and get me to get the crowd going. I thought, under Avram, the crowd were quite good. But yeah. The manager was quiet. Yeah. I thought, you know, you need to be on the touchline doing a bit of shouting. Yeah. And he would just sit there like a, sort of like a collapsed honey monster, wasn't he? It was also... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a very sad end, really. Yeah. And Zola. What about Zola? What was he like? Lovely. Yeah. Really nice. Nice guy. Yeah. He always looked pleased to see me and, you know, just everyone liked him. But mm. um, I think it just came a bit early. I mean, what I can't believe is how yeah. well he's doing at Watford and how well Steve Clark's doing as well. And yet between them, we, we weren't really very good. Yeah, really. But I think... You know, if we could have had Zola a few years later, I think he would have been great. I mm. loved the way we, you know, there was a little period in the middle of the season with him where we passed lovely little triangles. Didn't yeah. really yeah. Didn't really get yeah. anywhere. Yeah. But it was lovely to watch, wasn't it? And mm. I, I'm as a West Ham fan, I'm I'm just happy to watch lovely stuff. You know, yeah. We, we don't expect to win anything,
0: do
2: we? <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I remember once League a,
0: Cup once every decade. I remember chatting nice? to
2: Trevor Brooking once, and he said, "The thing is, if you're a West Ham fan, you know you'll never win the league, and you might have a cup run." And that, at the start of every season, you think we might have a cup run.
0: That that's, yeah. is the West Ham way. That is the West Ham way. More than
2: anything else. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. A, one of my first ever jobs as a freelance broadcaster was spending a day with Trevor Brooking recording a speaking book for W.H. Smith on his football <sighs> career. And it, and I'll tell you how old it was. It came out on double cassette pack. <laughs> <laughs> it was cassettes. Wow. And he said, he said on that, yeah, um, wow. you, you know you're not going to win the league, but you might have a cup run.
0: Yeah, that should be
2: on the crest. We'll find out what that is in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> when we go to the Olympic Stadium <laughs> well that's no you see this is where it's changing now when we mm. get to the Olympic Stadium we might win the league
0: well yeah so um, I mean um, well that's kind of my next point how do you feel about the Olympic Stadium are you looking forward to it yeah can't wait to be the announcer in the Olympic Stadium yeah just I'd... be brilliant I mean f- purely from a
2: professional point of view as mm. an announcer how brilliant. I mean I iconic. I worked there for the BBC mm. during the Olympics. During the Paralympics I commentated on the athletics for mm. world television. And so just hearing the the sound system's fantastic in there. It's just a brilliant atmosphere. Mm. And but for me the main thing is that we'll be able to compete with Spurs and Arsenal yeah. and there is another one. There's another one in London. i never forget them. That small West London one. No. It's mainly Spurs. QPR. It's QPR. That's it. Mainly Brentford. Yeah, Brentford. <laughs> Fulham, is it? What, uh, you know, we'll be able to compete with Spurs and Arsenal. Mm. And, you know, we see the the massive dealings they've done in the transfer market. We'll be able yeah. to compete with them. Because people always say, oh, West Ham won't fill that. We will fill it. Yeah. Because when they moved the capacity from 26,000 up to 35,000, people said we wouldn't fill that. we just had 18 mm. league sellouts in a row. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, and you go as t- you're so proud of announcing
0: every uh, every subsequent sellout. Yeah, well, that is good. It's good to announce that. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean? yeah. It's pretty
1: good, I think. I'm yeah. always quite impressed by it. No, the, you
0: witnessing. The
2: reason Sto- I announce Sto- that before kickoff <laughs> is because I get so fed up of the papers
0: Same all we were, saying yeah. West
2: Ham United they'll be rattling around in the Olympic Stadium. We will not. Yeah, because uh, I know you know Karen will cut the prices to make sure we don't. Yeah, I I've watched. You know Some of these teams like Sunderland and people, and you, they, they, all the red seats, and you think, why don't you just cut your prices for some of these games? Yeah, yeah. which is, you know, we've got proper people running our club now yeah. who run we it like a business, did. and we won't have empty seats at the Olympic Stadium, even mm. if they've got to make the whole of the top tier 10 quid or something. yeah. You know, make it happen. And there'll be loads of people that just want to come, just to come to the venue. Yeah, mm. loads of tourists will come in from Europe, fast train into Stratford. Mm.
0: Plus, if we're going to have that massive cop light thing, yes, that's just going to make amazing. such an amazing sound. One that we have, we've had a couple of people on the podcast who who aren't for the stadium. I'm thinking in particular about Nigel Khan. Mm. But but we, I think everyone in this room has been on the, been to the Olympic Stadium. And what, one thing I tried to communicate was that it was such a loud noise. It mm. was such. The acoustics in there are brilliant, and I think it's going to be such a good thing. I mean, from your own experience at the Olympic Stadium, were you there at the Olympics thinking, this mm. is going to be amazing? Yes. Um, I was.
2: For I watched some of the racing from the back of the bend, and I thought, mm. it's a lot, we're a long way away here. Mm. But that'll be where the away fans are. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Fuck em. So, no, I mean, yeah. the, you know, I'm not probably won't get thanked for the mark from the marketing department. But the away fans will have a rubbish view. <laughs> but we we'll have a brilliant view. Yeah. So you know <laughs> That's that's okay, isn't it? That's yeah. that's kind of your away fans have had it good at West
0: Ham for a long yeah. time. Too, for too long. <laughs> yeah, for too long. When
2: when we go to Newcastle,
0: <coughs> do they give us good seats? Oh no. my God, you're horrific! Miles up. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a tour of Newcastle's ground, and they told me that uh, they did test acoustically to see what was the quietest place they could put those fans, and yeah. that's why they're up there.
2: And you can't sing hardly because half of them have got nosebleeds because of the altitude. Yes, so yeah, you know up in the clouds. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to going to the Olympic Stadium.
0: Um, but of course, you're going to be looking forward to the Olympic Stadium, but there's going to be a, a such a sadness at leaving the Bolin, and you're going to have a tremendous responsibility, being the last match day announcer at the Bolin. And well, that, if I'm that still, if day... I'm still there. I live, to, I live from game to game, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But have you got any ideas, like about about what you did? I mean, that final day at the Bolin, the last ever game of football at the Bolin. Well, I a... should probably cry
2: because yes. I got married at the Bolin. Of course, yes. Um, so on November the 11th, 2006, wedding in the Carlsberg Suite. There wasn't a match on, was there? No, of course there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Stoke at home. Halfway yeah. for the first time. This,
0: this is awkward.
2: People always say that. Was there a match on? Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. And and when we were... I mean, we our picture's taken in the dugout and the manager kept saying, sorry, can you move out of the way because we can't see. <laughs> so the wedding was in the Carlsberg yeah. suite. The reception was in the Bobby Moore suite, which is now called the Greenwood and Lyle, the big yes. long one behind mm-hmm. the, in the Bobby Moore stand. So I don't know what we'll do on the last day. I mean, we'll probably have a parade of old players, I would think. Yeah. Um, I should imagine I will dig up a
0: small little bit of grass. <laughs> so you think of the souvenirs? Yeah, bound to, aren't you? I think there's going to be a bit. few people come down with screwdrivers and. I'm going to get those yeah.
1: massive towers, turrets, <laughs> the the MDF
0: front. towers. I, I, just want, I just want my chair <laughs> that one says one reserved for PA
2: announcer. Yeah. Which, yeah. like I say, is in the sixth row next to the tunnel. Mm. There was one. That'd be nice. There was a game when Meadow played for us, mm. or rather didn't play for us, but nah, sat on the, the bench. And yeah was just enormously large and rude and arrogant um, and what often happens is the players that are not playing sit in rows one and two of the hard seats Yeah. and they don't know that I'll be coming in right at the last minute and we'll have to squeeze past the doctor and the right. sports scientist and all those people so, so the regular guys know but if there's a player sitting there often players you know sit
0: back like that you know, yeah. and, they, and, they
2: th- and they always think well, can't you sit in that seat there why have you got to come all the way along to the mm. end because oh, I'm the announcer and I need to be able to talk to the fourth official Anyway, Amido was sat in my seat. So I came along and said, sorry, I need to sit here. No, you sit there. Like, no, 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 I need to sit oh. here. No, I sit here. You sit there. And I said, no, I need to be there because the fourth official... And, and actually on this game, we'd already been told before the game that the the board didn't work, the electric board didn't work. Right, so the fourth right. official had said to me, I will literally need to pass you a bit of paper with it. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, I said to Amido, out of my seat now. And he went... <sighs> and went and moved and there, I realised why he, did, he wanted to sit there because the further it, oh, it was he was closer to the fans who were shouting at
0: him and one of the yeah. sports
2: scientists said to me we did say to him Jeremy we said that's your seat and you need to sit there and he just said F the announcer really yeah. God, F the announcer horrible that. dreadful man yeah. Nido
0: uh, just on that note, what's the worst player you've? Uh, Mido. Really? He's the <laughs> way out in front. I don't know there's so
2: many to think about. Really? Um, I, most players are Kieran just...
0: Dyer. I've heard bad. No, yeah, lovely right. man. Really? Yeah, really nice. That's player. not true. Yeah. No, really?
2: Smashing bloke. He would
0: have been. you
2: would trying
1: to because he yeah. sat there a lot, wasn't he?
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, obviously he was just injured a sneakers. lot. And, yeah. <laughs> he was injured a lot, and we paid him a lot of money, and then you know. Yeah. so But if you're asking me what it was like as a person smashing bloke? It's nice. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mido, dreadful man. Um, can't think of any that I didn't really like, apart from, apart from Mido. Well, Benny McCarthy used to annoy yeah. me a bit because he he really did take the Mickey. Really? Yeah. Will, it. Yeah.
0: Literally.
2: <laughs> yeah. And yeah. my um, my wife's South African, so we were quite excited about Benny coming because oh, he, sure, he's from Cape yeah. Town. And then he just lets down and just used to eat all the time. And, uh, you know, he used to get fined by Karen every week, didn't he, for for being overweight. <laughs> yeah, and right, then yeah. I was actually in South Africa when when he signed for Orlando Pirates. And he gave this big press conference and he described Karen Brady as the devil with tits. Oh, I heard uh, about that. And then she did her column in The Sun, which was just brilliant, yeah. saying, Benny, you called me the devil with tits. The only thing is, I'm meant to have them. You <laughs> are not. <laughs> which was just brilliant.
1: There was that great Head match of the day, wasn't there, when they had, was it match of the day too?
0: Yeah. When
2: they had a...
1: David Gold was showing him around mm. his house first in mm. ground. Yeah. And uh, it was matched, and Benny McCarthy ran past <laughs> him. And he made, I can't remember <laughs> what comment he made, he made some sly comment about weight. Mm. He said, Looking in good shape there, Benny. <laughs> really, it was, really, it was really a really astute comment. I just lo- oh, dear. Can I like you imagine
2: that. how much we'd all love to play for West Ham? You know, mm. I, yeah. we'd dreamt of it as oh, kids. And, and he actually could have played for West Ham. Or, and, and the club monitored everything he ate. He must literally have gone home after training and just ate lard gorged on pizza yeah Yeah. and and he would have been he would have been captain of South Africa in the World Cup in 2010 in South Africa he had
0: every incentive
2: that's what I really don't get and he still thought you know what no I'll still have a Big Mac and fries yeah his nickname was Big Mac (laughs)
0: um ah Wonderful reminiscences. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about... Um... That was smooth. <laughs> yeah. It's a gear change. On... We've got away from Stoke. We've got we? away from Stoke. We started with Stoke, but it was uh, it was interesting. So there's the Stoke game, uh, Jeremy, what was your take on it? We lost 1-0. We did lose 1-0, yeah. Uh,
2: I didn't announce that because... Uh... Sometimes at games, uh, announcers, and you hear them say, so at half-time, it's West Ham or Stoke. Real. You, think, you don't need to announce that we're here. No. <laughs> yes. Tell yes. us what's happening to Arsenal and Spurs and Chelsea yeah. and Millwall. Yeah. We know what's happening here because we're here. <laughs> yeah. Have I avoided talking about the Stoke game again? <laughs> no, no, nearly. See, nearly. the only thing about that Stoke game was that it was just disappointing, wasn't it? Mm. Because I'd felt we'd had such a good start to the season, the defence was looking really yep. good. We've got Downing and Jarvis chucking in the crosses. As soon as Andy Carl's coming back, you know, we're gonna to be top six. Yeah. This time next year we'll all be millionaires, you know, it's that kind of thing, wasn't it? Yep. And then suddenly it was like, oh Blimey Stoke are completely outplaying us. Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't like, you know, we we lost to Stoke, Un- you know, we were unlucky. They just they did outplay us, didn't yep. they? I mean they were very, very good. Yeah.
0: Very super efficient. They were in
2: our faces the whole time and we couldn't ever settle. Yep. Um, we had we had some nice touches but you know they were deserved winners. I'm I'm ashamed to say. And the thing was that was the first ever game that Sky uh, did in ultra high definition. They did it as a test broadcast. Really? Oh, really? It didn't get all it. The only people that saw it were people at Sky's headquarters watching it. But it's four times better than HD. Wow. And yet that is <laughs> one game I wouldn't ever want to watch. Such <laughs> yeah. a waste. Okay. Cancelled it. Uh, and all I've cancelled the technology. And the Sky guys were so excited about. Oh, we're so you know I was I was quite proud that they mm. picked West Ham yeah. for the first ever ultra. High definition game. Uh, although I did think that means my big telly is now completely yeah, out of date. I've just know. bought HDTV. <laughs> just <laughs> bought HDTV. That's gone. Great. Um, um, but it was just yeah. It, yeah, was, it was. I don't. Poor, eh? it, as the announcer, I don't like to criticise anyone. Yes. You know, I wouldn't ever criticise current manager, current players. Yeah. Lay into Glen Road lay into <laughs> yeah, me. Though. Yeah.
0: Once you're gone, you're uh, you fair game. Yeah.
2: But uh, well, I just wouldn't comment. But I mean, I think Sam's been brilliant for the club. Yeah. If I didn't think that, I wouldn't just say anything.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. interesting. It, it was.
2: It just felt like an off day, didn't it? I think yeah, Sam said that
1: himself. It's the worst we've played for a long time. Yeah. Um, in fact, I bumped into Rio from Come, um, yeah. and he was actually really positive. He goes, "It won't happen again <laughs> 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 after a match." That's I think Big Sam's got a great good.
0: record of not letting performances like that happen twice. Yeah. If we lose, we generally mm. generally don't lose the second game.
1: Yeah. Mm. We were just out. We just felt like. Unfortunately, they were better than us, and we just ran out of ideas. And we were still playing bizarrely crosses as if Andy Carroll yes, was and playing. That, my That's the most frustrating thing that
0: system, can That was kind of my no. takeout.
1: And it's not; and he's had a lot of stick, and I don't, it's not his fault.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> we've kind of thrown him in a little yeah. bit, and he's got to prove his worth. He's got to show that he wants it, but at the same time,
0: he didn't. Yeah. You know,
1: it's mm. the, the, balls. Yeah. Andy Carroll probably
0: would hit goalwards, We're yeah. going all over the shop. Absolutely. It was that
1: one chance in the first half, wasn't they? it? It kind of went... Yeah.
0: Okay, so moving on. Let's talk about the transfer window. Um, I wish we could open the transfer window for a <laughs> bit of a <laughs> breeze in. Of winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we lost out on Gemma Bar, Lukaku, um, Vaz Taste Days. Jack Sullivan was on record as saying he was very disappointed at school today. Um, Jerry, first day back at school. First day back at school. Mm. Oh, of course. No one to boast about. Um daddy said you'd buy me <laughs> <laughs> a striker a striker <laughs> uh how do you feel are you satisfied with the Chancellor window well how it's gone overall well, it was quite a good yeah. window wasn't it in that yeah. it
2: started really it was just it started really well and then mm. it was just a little bit disappointing towards the end mm. so my feeling on the window was first of all i just wanted to get andy carroll because i really think he's going to change the whole club yeah and i really think he's going to be a, a massive player and as long as he doesn't Get injured. Yep. I think he's gonna be someone that will be up there with Brooking and Di Canio and people like that, and we'll, you know, yep. that there'll be an Andy Carroll stand one day at the Olympic Stadium. Yes. Um but
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so, really high. <laughs> yeah, really very, very tall.
0: Yeah, loads of balls going up to the upper yeah. tier. Yeah. Um uh, very, very strong.
1: Shit's haircut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so very keen on that. And then um I, I was quite impressed with Stuart Downing, but I but I did think I didn't know we needed another winger. Mm. And it felt a little bit like um, when my wife comes home with a pair of shoes, very similar to another pair of shoes she's already got. And I go, Why did you buy this? Because they were very, it was a brilliant price. Mm, yeah. But then I was completely won over by Downing because he's been yeah. fantastic. You yes. Know, he, he, I mean, you think Jarvis is great at crossing a ball, and then you've got Downing as well. So very if we can yeah. just get Carroll back to fitness with those two chucking the yeah. crosses in, it's just going to be brilliant. But my only worry. Uh, about Downing was I was thinking I, I probably would have bought a striker first and then brought the winger
0: that's what I was going to say yeah. yeah I mean in the, now we've got so many kind of wing. we've got I mean is kind of a winger too and we've got Matt mm. Taylor and Collison who can all play in that uh, also with Downing and Jarvis it just felt that maybe we should have prioritised the striker
1: we've had an think, all yeah. summer that's what everyone's mm. really been talking about getting another mm. strike Yes, yeah. Carroll's injured and we haven't done it and that seems an odd position to be in yes you know to be scrabbling around on, tra- mm. on transfer deadline day yeah when we know it's going to be an issue getting someone, it seems odd that we hadn't signed anyone. In but the it advance. does mm. it
2: does show how far we've come, though. Yes, because you can imagine under the Icelandic guys, if if oh, we'd God, have got yeah. Andy Carroll, Stuart Downing, both who played for England very very recently, yeah. Razvan Rat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, captain of Romania, yeah, uh, Adrian, Adrian, uh, yeah. a decent goalkeeper, and um, we'd have thought that would be a brilliant transfer winner. But because yeah. it all happened early on, yes, and and also. Because of the age of Twitter, and you know, because we, uh, Jack Sullivan will be mm. tweeting something saying, "Oh, there's a thirty percent chance of this happening," and we'll all, you know, yeah. And, it, and by the way, it's dreadful the way people have a go at Jack, who's just a fantastic I kid. Think we agree who, with that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, you, we're always pro him. Oh, he mm. just loves the team. And yep. when we were thirteen, sometimes we would get a bit excited and say things, wouldn't we? Yeah. And through no fault of his own, he's on Twitter, which is the yes. modern media, and he just gets slaughtered because sometimes he'll something won't happen, but things don't happen, do they? So yeah. Lay off Jack yeah, we're for heaven's i a big fan think, of him.
0: Yeah, I think we agree with that. Um,
2: but I I wonder whether always at the back of the mind there was we could always have
0: Carlton Cole yes well he's trending on Twitter the club have announced uh, released a statement that he's having a medical today Mm. Carlton Cole back at West Ham yeah I
1: think it just made ridiculous but it just made me happy
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm had, glad he's back. Yeah, we had Tony Ka- Tony Gale on a couple of weeks mm. ago and Tony Gale was saying, it's, we need Carlton back. It's mental that he's been allowed to get away and it uh, sounds when, like he's going to be back. And when you talk about Mido,
2: Carlton is the complete opposite of Mido yes. in that everyone likes Carlton Cole mm. and he's, his contribution to the team is fantastic. When it when he substitutes and he comes and sits down, he high-fives everyone in Great. the bench. Yeah. Everyone shouts out, well done Carlton. Everyone likes him. He yeah. gives his all to the club. He took a yeah. pay cut, didn't he, when we got yes. relegated? yes. Um, so I'm delight. I'll be delighted to see him back. Yeah.
1: Bizarrely, it seems quite astute in that we could have, you know, taken a punt on some foreign player, uh, and that'd been dreadful. Or we've got someone who kind of already knows the system, knows the setup, will yeah, fit yeah. straight back in. Perfect. So it does seem a wise move. Bizarrely, yes. and I don't yeah. think it is going backwards. I just think we should have probably held on to him. Um, and as Jeremy kind of says, even Ravel Morrison um, tweeted today. Uh, so buzzing if Carlton Carl comes back. I mean so obviously he has that effect. If yeah. he, you know, if he has that effect on players, especially someone like Morrison and his arm around the shoulders saying yeah. let's push on. It yes. can only be a good thing. Yes,
0: absolutely. And it's interesting as well on and Mother Brown there was a vote today for uh, how satisfied everyone was with the transfer window. And I think forty eight percent said yes. An eight percent. We should decided. be. We didn't lose yeah. any of
1: our. You know, usually yes. we'd be like the army's going to go, or mm. s- someone else is going, and we. Winston Reed's going to go. Tomkinson's. Go. We've he- pretty much held on to yeah. everyone, so we should be happy. We've just started to slowly, and this is through Sam and the way we've been. The expectations are slowly <laughs> rising. Yes, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, and that's the, that's the truth of it. Everyone's yeah. starting to think. Oh, wait a minute we Mm. could start being a team that does all right, (laughs) Mm. and we're starting to get carried away and like Stoke was a reality check I think we've got to realise it is our second season back in the Premiership and we've suddenly got a really good team and we've improved on a lot of positions down in
2: Carroll (laughs) Rat, Adrian looks class as well I mean they all look like class signings so yeah let's see I'm happy I think and we've we've held on to for example James Tompkins because Pardew was sniffing around Tompkins wasn't he and you know we've got three really good central defenders winston reed player of the season last yep. year with uh collins and Tompkins. And, mm. and in previous years we probably would have lost one of them in a transfer window wouldn't we mm. yeah yeah imagine being a spurs fan now and you've just lost gareth bale we haven't lost yeah. Our yeah. big name. you know it's like when we lost Bella, craig bellamy that time mm. you know yeah it was uh, crushing that was that was dreadful because he would have been brilliant for us and he didn't want to go he just no. got forced out by scott mm. Duxbury. he'd have been brilliant for us and mm. we got savio who was our record signing at 9 million. We'd never heard of him. Where is he now? I, they, <laughs> yeah, I think he's been arrested. He's he's he? Yeah, I think he's in prison. Is is he? was some, in, some <laughs> old wasn't it? Yeah, he did. I can't it, remember what it was.
0: Did he run someone over or something? I can't remember.
2: I just remember when we got him, I thought he's going to be great because it he's, looks good. he's the first good player name. we've really had that's only got one name. And you know when yeah. a player's good and only got uh, one name. I know yeah. he was in Serenko was his other name, but uh, yeah. he was just Savio, wasn't he? I yeah. thought, you must be good. You're like, you're like Pele. <laughs> but he, wasn't, was, he? It was it just, was the opposite but it's yeah. Pele now it was just, just, <laughs> it was just Scott Duxby lying wasn't it? <laughs> forcing Craig Bellamy out and yeah. what really annoyed me Craig Bellamy when he came back with Cardiff and and they booed him mm. during the game so at the end of the game uh, at the end when he got substituted I don't know if you noticed but usually I would say leaving the field of Craig Bellamy yeah. coming on yeah. do, and I reversed the order I said coming off uh, uh, coming on is so and so, leaving the field, Craig Bellamy. And I just did a little thing like yeah, that, like, m- meaning yeah. if there's anyone that wants to clap him, you've got my full approval. And people went boo. And then and then after
1: a yeah, few yeah, seconds, yeah. The I clapping came. That. And I thought, yeah, thank I noticed you. noticed
0: that. Yeah, I was one clapping. Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, everybody in the uh, stadium doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs>
0: yes, cause no, cause if because if they did, we're they would know how Bellamy was forced, he was forced to leave
2: out and loved the
0: club. Yeah and so he says really, nice yeah. really nice things in his autobiography he was to...
2: he was forced out Scott, yeah. Scott Duxbury basically they they turned mm. the opinion against him and, and and tried to make it into a positive no we won't sell him to Tottenham we won't sell him to yeah. our big rivals oh you yeah. really want to go really? do you yeah. All right, ok fine. so why won't you sell him well because Man City are offering more yes that's <laughs> what it is isn't it Scott uh, yeah. Ed Edvington got a very nice reception he did. and again I reversed the thing with him yeah Leaving yeah. the field, Matty, Edric, and I call him Matty as well. So, oh, indicate, he says, yeah, it's not being He's still Matty. <laughs> just, just little things like that. You can't teach that. <laughs> that's, so that's, skill. that's 16 years as an ounce.
0: <laughs> You pick I Can't wait score. to see your skills in the Champions League at the Olympic yeah. Stadium, Jeremy. It's going only, to be such a pleasure.
2: There's only a couple that have been doing it longer than me. I think Diddy David Hamilton at Fulham. Yes. And that bloke he's... at Liverpool. Yes. Leaving yeah. the field, Steve. <laughs> Mr. <Sarcastic. Gerrard. laughs> He's got the deepest voice, hasn't
0: he? <laughs> I've never heard him do any inflections on uh, former players when they come coming off the pitch. No, but he's got such a deep voice, though, hasn't he? <laughs> Emotionless.
2: George um, George Seatham, or something he's called.
0: Mm.
1: Yes. Oh, and very quickly, we should talk about Elliot Lee. Yes. Uh, because it's good to see him come on. It's, he scored three, he's got had, he's got three didn't goals yesterday. Some call it a hat trick. Great. Against Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd love to see. Yeah, I just
0: ah, how yeah. he'd fit in because he seems mm. so small. Do, do you think he can play in our system? Or do you I think, think it
2: just would uh, uh, because the, uh, the other team would be just mm. like so? Look how small he is compared to that really big man next yeah, to him. You know, no. him and Andy Carroll would yeah. just be incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it would be a real little and large type. Yeah, he could, he could be the Tony Cotty to the back of any, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's got the
1: potential. Let's hope he can. Mm, it's that yeah. difficult, it's that tricky. McAvenny wasn't that tall. Freddy Sears. <laughs> that's not, the only flaw yeah. in him. Yeah, yeah. So he was not really that he tall. had big hair, though.
2: He had, so big, kind of he had yeah. Yeah. big perm. Um big perm. He often used to float slightly above the ground as well if he'd been out the night. Are you before. saying Frankie <laughs> <he> was <laughs> very Actually, high?
0: That's, was a little bit high.
2: He was high, but. Not, <laughs> Not tall. That's good.
1: I knew there was a punchline in <laughs> yeah, there somewhere. A, I
0: found it. I'm helping yeah. you out. That's not how we were. He was high, but he wasn't tall.
1: <laughs> um, uh, no, I'd like to see him do well. Yeah,
0: and, and that's the other thing. You know, we've got him. Like, sl- I mean, Sam Sam brought him on, didn't he, against Stoke? And mm. like, obviously, he believes in them. So again, that's another reason not to be too concerned for those, pe- mm. those people who are saying, we need a striker, we need a striker. We've we've got options.
2: I know that lots of people at the club do think that Elliot Lee is going to he's going to make it. Yeah, so I'll Danny cotty has been. Yeah raving about him for and I chat I chat to the some of the background guys there, and I, and I often say you know who's going to make it who isn't you know who are the ones yeah. to watch I would I watched the development squad the other night we played Spurs and we were 2-1 up and we lost 3-2 mm. and and sounds and, familiar yeah <laughs> uh, and uh, but they think Elliot might be one of the ones that make but then you see you can never quite tell when a player yeah. gets older Zavon Hines we all thought he was going yes. to you know Freddie Sears uh, Freddie yeah. Sears Rob Hall you know and what we we like as fans, we love it when the academy players come through, don't we? Yeah. Because that's yeah. the proper West Ham way. And, yeah. you know, so it's brilliant when you see Joe Cole mm-hmm. and Mark Noble and yeah. Tomkins and Collison and people like that. Yeah, and I just would love to see Elliot Lee do it. Yeah. especially with his dad having played for us and his oh, dad of course
0: and being a big fan too yeah his dad. dad
2: was a big fan and we always knew he'd come to us at the end of his career when yeah. he was old and knackered yeah <laughs> like so many others yeah well like John Joe Shelby in 10 years time in <laughs> <old company. laughs> yeah. William in Romford boy no but they, I always yeah. think that's quite nice about West Ham is yeah. that you know that there are players who are West Ham fans and one day they will come yeah. mm. I always thought Just we'd get Parler actually in his later years yes
1: really he's so always a West fan. Ham fan
0: really? who are Ray Parler I think he's a Romford boy yeah yeah. 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 I see <laughs> this is such a shit story. but well, I used to uh, I was in Shenfield Tell uh, one morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was in Shenfield about 6 months ago in the morning and I was just like going to, getting getting something to eat and I looked at Ray Parler was running down the street like a jogging club wearing a full Arsenal track suit really? with his numbers on and there was this harem of women running behind him doing the Shenfield jogging club. And yeah, like well, he still had if I was Ray Parlour I wouldn't get the whole Arsenal kit on because you'd be like is that Ray Parler? Yeah. Yeah, funny um, you, could probably, we wanna,
2: cool. you could probably rewrite that And make
0: that, <laughs> make that into some kind of an anecdote yeah. This is why I'm not on the after dinner circuit <laughs> Oh he's telling his fucking Ray Parler story again is he Oh for fuck's sake <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Wicked Okay so joining us now It's the mysterious editor of Knees Up Mother Brown uh, International man of mystery Graham Howlett Welcome to the podcast
3: Hello Jack Nice to be back
0: um, so what happened to the transfer window last night I, I mean every, everyone I know who's a West Ham fan was on Knees up by the brown check looking for updates um, what, what was your take on it all?
3: Yeah it was all um, sort of a bit disappointing wasn't it in the end yesterday mm. <laughs> I think everybody had, had sort of built us up to um, expect a signing on the last day and of course it didn't materialise <laughs> and I think everyone um, w- w- was a little bit um, disappointed because of that which, which is you know to, to be fair um We've done all our business earlier in the window, haven't we? We brought in Adrian and and, um, Mr. Rat and uh, Carolyn Downing, and uh, you know we sort of uh, shot our bolt before the before the last week, didn't we? In a way, so yeah, it was all a little bit disappointing. But obviously, it looks like we've got Colton Cole coming back in now, so. Uh, that's that particular void field. So I, I think all in all, you know, it, it's got to be looked at as, uh, as a fairly positive window, really. Uh, we, we've certainly strengthened the squad um, from what we had last year. Um, Andy Carroll in, so we've, we've kept that uh, kept that position. And Downing coming in, and then obviously Rat and Adrian as, as backups, um, you know, to, to what we've already got. So, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say that it was uh, it was, was anything but a positive uh, result for us. But mm. yeah, you know, as I said, it would have been nice to get something
0: in last night, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, and act- actually, uh, you had the vote on the News of mother Brown um, website today, and most it seems like most West Ham fans are actually happy with the business we've done.
3: Yeah, that's right. It was um, I think just before um, I spoke to you, I was looking at it, and it was about forty nine percent in favour. Mm. So yeah, that, that's that's pretty good. But. You know what it's like. It's always the case that those who shout most, are, you know, or shout loudest are, are, are heard. And you sort of look on the fog, there's a lot of people on there, you know, go, oh, there's a load of crap, we didn't get anyone yesterday, we can't go through the season with one yeah. strikeout, blah, blah, blah. And, but, you know, as, as is the case with such things, you, you find that um, a lot of people who don't uh, say anything, you know, uh, tend to sort of agree that the, the, the club has, have done a fairly good job, I think.
1: Graham, I noticed on the official website it said that. Uh, we had a few bids for our some of our players that that was turned down. Any idea who that would be?
3: None at all. Absolutely none at all. Um, you know, I, you've probably got people like Bay um, say. I mean, uh, I don't think it's any surprise there people bidding in. But no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not aware of anyone coming in for anybody else. But it, isn't it nice actually to be able to look back on a transfer window? And uh, you know, worry about the people we haven't got in, rather than the people we've lost.
0: Yeah. Yes.
3: You know, is, yes. It, 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 for, for many, many—I mean, ever since KUMB's been running since the, the late '90s, you know, every year we've we've sort of been desperate to get through to the end of the uh, the, the, the transfer window um, without losing anybody. And now, it, you know, it, I guess that's a sign of the times that we're looking at it and, and being slightly disappointed that we haven't got anyone in, but we've retained, you know, the players we needed to keep, like uh, Modi Army, I guess. You know, is one that we all Mm. thought, go back to the last week, we thought he was going to go in January, didn't didn't we? Then, you know, the assumption was that he'd move on after a year and go this summer. Um, Everton and Arsenal both linked with him and and nothing happened. So, yeah, I I think really, I I mean, I don't know if that's just because. um, Perhaps we haven't got anyone who anyone else wants. Perhaps perhaps no one actually wants it. Yeah. I don't know, but no, I mean it's it's it, you know it's definitely better than it was a few years back. Where we're sort of looking at rather than looking looking behind us, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm. Excellent, Graham. I think that's perfect.
3: Okay. Do so not you want to talk about my David Sullivan interview that we're going to?
0: Well, of we're course, the David please. Sullivan interview. So, yeah. <laughs> so, tell us all about the David Sullivan interview, Graham.
3: <laughs> well, it just so happens we're publishing the second part of David Sullivan exclusive recently. And uh, in it, I, I, actually, it, there's no point in me talking about it, it because until it comes back from the club and, and I know exactly what we can and, and can pub, can't publish, then we, we probably don't talk about it a great deal. But um, there, there's, there's quite a lot in there where he's talking about Birmingham. Um, also, the academy and the cost yeah. of the academy, which which is quite an eye opener actually, um, and uh, you know they're looking towards the future in terms of how they fund it and should they continue to fund it and things like that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, most of the chapters, stuff we've the previous part which we published in a couple of weeks ago. But so it, it gives a it gives a good insight anyway into what Salabon's looking to, to do at West Ham, uh, also why perhaps uh, a little less um, in the public. Uh, Spotlight um, compared to a couple of years ago. Mm. You know when it used to be him that was uh, on on TV all the time. Um, obviously, we we talked to, uh, about Jack on Twitter um, in in the last part, which was quite revealing. Yeah. Um, David was saying there that uh, you know he he believes it's a good thing for, for Jack because it it helps him with his um, spelling and, and, and his grammar. Um, obviously, because he, he has an issue with dys- dyslexia. Um, he, you know, it's an interesting. Um, Answer. I mean, most of us, I guess, would just get a cheaper t- one but, um, you know, Jack, Jack's been given the, uh, the job of tweeting West Ham transferring you um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, it, 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 it's quite interesting, we, we sat down for about two hours and, and uh, had a very good chat um, about all things West Ham, and, you know, I certainly um, came out of there being quite positive about what they were trying to do.
1: Did you go uh, to his house, so did,
3: I did, I did, I, I went to his house, and uh, was it was, um, invited into the uh, to, to his little study where, where he does all his work, past the, uh, the miniature David Sullivan bobblehead on the doorstep.
1: Was he wearing um, his claret silk suit?
3: <laughs> <laughs> With blue tie. <laughs> <laughs> or were you? What did want? Or were you? <laughs> I, was, I, I, I was naked completely. I was sort of no, uh, yeah, it was, it's he's it's, it's, it's got a lovely pad out in, um, you know, the, the country there. And um, he was uh, very accommodating. I mean, as I said, we, we only went in there to do a 20 to 30-minute interview. And um, at his behest, we, we sat there for about 90 minutes and uh, talked oh, wow. about, you know, an yeah. awful lot of things. So he was, he was really kind of them to, to give us uh, that much time. And uh, I just hope that, uh, the, you know, the interview was, uh, was, was worthy reading. So, as I say, that should be published on, uh, you know, Mother Brown, later this week, the second part.
0: Very exciting. Look forward you, to it. Yeah, can you give us any exclusives yeah, for the, the podcast? What's or? the headline? Give us a, give
2: us the headline. Give us yeah. Give us a taster.
3: Um <laughs> I don't think we've got that far yet. <laughs> it, <laughs> just it's just part two at the moment. It's <laughs> a little bit dull, I'll grant you. Yeah. Before we any suggestions are welcome, gentlemen. Just
2: make something up.
3: You know. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, you, to do, you'd yeah.
2: be in a, a better place to know, Graham, wouldn't you? What the headline would be because you've done the interview, whereas we've no idea <laughs> what he said, so we can just make one up. Yeah.
3: This is a very good point. This is a very good point. Yes, but uh, no, that should be published later this week, and um, yeah, I hope everyone uh, you know gets. A, Get something for it, but so uh, it's certainly good of them to to give us the t- give us that time. And uh, as you know, we we did try to uh, do an interview with David David Gold. Sorry, with David with David Gold that he promised us about two years ago, and we haven't got round to yet. So uh, it was nice to finally get in and meet one of them. Mm. Because I think now we we've covered all the the owners and chairmen over the last decade or so. It's quite interesting if you look back at the Q&A section yeah. of KUMB. There interviews there with Paul Aldridge and uh, Egbert Magnuson, Scott Duxbury. Uh, people like that, so it's quite interesting seeing you know the the, the way they they approach ownership of the club differently. And, and there certainly have been some very varied methods.
2: Who's your favourite <laughs> out of all those, Graham?
3: Out of all those, yeah, I like Paul Aldridge. You know, I thought he was I thought he was a very straight. Um, you worked with Paul, didn't you, Jeremy? Yeah,
2: he's my favourite as well.
3: Yeah, I, I, I like Paul. He, he was he was good with the fans in way they type of support. Hang and on, he, sorry, I'm
2: just I'm just. <laughs> I'd just like to amend my answer. He's my joint favourite with the current administration. <laughs> yes. Just just amending my answer <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, just my, my agent through the glass, glass was just holding up a sign but, saying, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but out of the arms, I mean, Egg, Eggie, was, um, Eggie was a
3: funny character, you know. I mean, he you had know, this kind of, Comedy value to him, didn't he? You know, it was a bit like that Benny Hill thing, where you you know, when you saw him in the street, you almost heard that music start, you know, and then you know, people would walk past, slap him on the head, but. It's, on a one-to-one basis, a very different character. Um, Lovely very, bloke, um, but no,
2: no idea about business, did he? I mean, he just, he just gave everyone far too much money, didn't he? <laughs> and then suddenly someone went, hang on, how much are yeah. we paying all these
0: people?
3: Yeah, yeah, it, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? And then yeah. sort of failed to, to leave it um, in, in, the, in the possibly less than capable hands of Scott Duxbury who was uh, um, another very interesting interview that we'd done um, sort of three or four years ago. Um, but So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're all very, very different. But, I mean, I, you know, I, I quite like Sullivan. I'll be honest with you. I think um, out of the three, um, him, uh, Goldie and, and Brady, he's the one who probably tell it to you straight, you know, whether mm. it's good news or not. I think DG will probably try and dress it up a bit um, to make it seem better. But I think Sullivan's sort of more like... Uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether, whether you don't agree with it or not. He will tell you how it is, and I, I kind of like that. You know, it's, it's quite refreshing after uh, sort of the shit we've had to put up with. Um, you know, uh, in the last few years you know, in mm. terms of the administration. So, yeah, I think the club's uh You know, I think the club's in good hands, and um, fingers crossed uh, it continues to improve. Can I just ask one probing question,
2: Graham? Do, what, sort yeah, of re- yeah. what sort of refreshments were you offered?
3: Good question. Good question. Let me see if I can remember. Um, I went for a, for a, for a Pat water in the end. Actually, oh, nice. Um, I we we were we were possibly offered um, carbonated drinks as well at, at the time, but uh, I think my my tipple was a a <laughs> water. Why do you ask? Mate? May I
2: ask? Well, having heard the answer, i I've wondered why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you know, it's this, I just imagine it's a really nice gaff, and you might you know. Would it be Earl Grey? No, <laughs> oh, I think Earl or, Grey. I immediately thought or, uh, Earl Grey. Would it, or would it be builders? But it's.
1: I reckon you're a secret Earl Grey yeah. drinker. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Jeremy, when you ask that, when you ask that question, yeah. I know you've been on the other podcast, and I thought for a second you've come on here to sabotage this one. Questions <laughs> like. Oh. No, because, Graham, this is. What the, are
3: your favourite crisps?
0: <laughs> Graham, this is the
2: big transfer deadline day story. I have have left yeah. stop hammer time to come over to the KUMB podcast. That's, <laughs> that's the big signing.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, on a free transfer. Yes, yeah.
2: Well, I can't. Uh, it's an undisclosed sum. <laughs> I, believe I believe the phrase is. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: it's good to have you on board, and it really is. Um, uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, I, I, I hope we don't upset the the, the, uh, the other folk but um, well, to be honest, sure let me tell
0: you what. You oh out God, <laughs> <now> <laughs> but, we're, we're breaking our rule of never talking about any other on no, podcast. No, we won't mention any
2: other podcast. But but what happened was I failed the stop hammer time medical.
3: <laughs> 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 they said they said I was
2: too
0: fit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Cheers, Graham.
3: Yeah, all right, Cheers, enjoy. Graham. Thank you. Thanks, Brilliant. Graham. See, See you later. later.
0: See you later. Well, there you go. Sure. Bye. Bye. So, um, <laughs> thanks very much, Graham Howlett. So, uh, let, let's close on the sports story of the week, which is a this kind of half and finally item, which is uh, people in the background of Sky Sports News on transfer deadline, the bunch of dickheads that they are. Uh, Jeremy, you've been in the position of being a reporter. I understand. Yeah. So uh, this is like this, the, the less than serious, because it's been very serious up to now. now. Up <laughs> to yeah, now. Now we can go ahead No, just relax. This is a oh, real matter. <laughs> oh, that's <a> right. Re- <laughs> what a relief. So take your belt off. Tonight. Yeah, what a relief.
2: <laughs> yeah, so um, one of the guys on Sky Sports News, I think he was at West Brom's training ground last night, uh, mm. Rob Dorsett. Yes. He's a very good friend of mine. I used to right. work with him on BBC East Midlands Today. And... I'd, quite often in the background you'll see kids sticking their fingers up and going ooh like that yeah. I have done outside broadcasts for BBC Spend and Stay with Rob Dorset, where I have been on camera and he's about to go on camera mm. to do something else we did one at Trent Bridge cricket ground once and he kept trying to make me laugh <laughs> and I sat there last night laughing my head off thinking uh, yes look at those people calma. behind you Rob look at that <laughs> yeah no but for some reason when when you're out in the streets with a camera people think it's just funny to be in the background, <laughs> hey, hey look at me, look at me and they're on the phone yeah. and clearly saying to their mates can you see me, can you see, can you see me now can you <laughs> yes. yes, guess yes. what, it's a camera yeah. if you can see the te- the camera <laughs> we can see you, that's uh, how it works Yeah. And, and yet Americans if you do that to them, like um, we were saying, is that Americans will behave themselves you know, they'll square yeah. their
0: shoulders like, Oh, thank you very much, yes yeah. indeed. Yeah. Whereas Brits it's like, hey! Yay, no one telling The funniest one I saw was at the Southampton at Southampton St Mary's. Uh, there was a kid who was just running around dancing. Just like running around, like <laughs> like he was celebrating a goal, like pulling his Ravanelli, pulling his shit up over his head, running around on his own. There was no one else there. <laughs> and I think Ben Foster, a former England goalkeeper, had tweeted, "If that was my son, I would go over there and two-foot him." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw Ben Foster's tweet. Yeah, yeah. human scum. Okay, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, thank you very much for making your debut on the Knees of Mother Brown podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. I'm just
2: glad that I managed to last the whole game.
0: Uh, <laughs> I didn't get pulled off at half time. No, yeah, it's a great success. There's no pulling off in this room. <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, and thanks very much, James. Pleasure. Uh, you can follow Jeremy on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Nicholas. Yeah. Or my go to my website.
2: JeremyNicholas.co.uk. Yeah, but don't go to .com because that's an actor oh, with the same name. That's not me. Don't go there. Is he oh, a no. good actor? Uh, well, he he was the doctor in Birds of a Feather. But, <laughs> that's so uh, niche. But, oh well, come is, on, which is Chigwell Essex? <laughs> yeah, Chigwell. But um, unfortunately for him, they were they were very rarely ill, and so uh, <laughs> his part was very small. But, but even now, he often writes letters to the Daily Telegraph. From, uh, he lives in near Braintree Bocking Yeah. Near Bra- and it says Jeremy Nicholas Braintree Essex and he was right fairly sort of right wing type views that, <laughs> that I wouldn't I've always attributed those that, to you that I wouldn't have and I'm sure there's loads of people thinking oh, Jeremy's quite right wing he
0: probably lives in Braintree as a West Ham fan and I'm, and I'm thinking no yeah. that's not uh, thanks very much James <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should also do a massive thank you to Jez Lloyd of N4 uh, a sound engineer who helped us out with our problems earlier so thank you Jez and they it, weren't sound problems. It was they were just a technical. Ther- therapy. A nasty <laughs> rash. Yeah. yeah, he
2: listened to Straight some up. of my <laughs> behavioural problems, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then he had to go
0: to his uh, support meeting. a <laughs> nice chap, wasn't he, James? Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah very nice. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Come on, you eyes mm. well,